Hello, you're listening to Mom and Me Primetime with Lily and Joelle Hayes. Well, hello, listeners. This is um, a podcast that Mom and I have looked forward to recording, and um, it really means a lot to us. It's something that um, is very personal for both of us and a message that both of us really want to get out there into the world, um, but mainly our country, because I think we feel that the U.S. has a bit of an issue with their treatment towards animals, and that is why there is so many rescue and shelter pets out there, right, Mom? Yes, there are a lot. So this podcast is dedicated to all those pets out there and the people that may not even know that they want to rescue a pet. Yeah. But they want to rescue a pet. So um, yes, Lily and I are very dedicated to spreading the message about rescues are absolutely the best dogs ever. Um, they're not second-class dogs to full bread, which I think maybe most of us probably grew up believing that, that, you know, you had to buy from a breeder or you had to get a certain type of breed. But as I started to go through life, I realized after my first rescue that um, all of that is probably wrong and that mixed breed dogs are really um, just as good as full breeds and they bring a lot of extra love and appreciation when you can um, adopt or rescue a dog. You can either adopt them from a shelter or there are actual rescues that focus on certain areas or actually certain types of dogs. And um, I'm glad that I know that now. So I've had lots of rescue animals. I think your very first rescue animal, Lil, was one that was under your car. Well, yeah, that was definitely a rescue, um, <laughs> my cat, which we had never really did not have any experience with cats at that point, other than mom's office cat, who is, was not the typical cat, um, almost kind of human-like, but um, I don't think I ever really grew up with the mindset that you have to have dogs or animals from a breeder because early on my first memory of any kind of pet we had was a um dog that we had gotten from a shelter um so I never really grew up with that mindset but I think it is out there that full breed animals are better uh than ones that end up in situations that they didn't really they didn't ask for um but I think also that mindset is maybe too going away and that's why people are kind of fighting it. Um, so. I mean, actually, if you're one of those type people that would follow rescues on social media, which we do, and sometimes even if you don't, you probably see them go through your feed. The honest truth is, there probably is a significant portion of full breed dogs that end up in these difficult um, that end up in these difficult places as well. 
Um, I need to plug in my battery saver. So Lil, you go ahead and work on that while I do that quick. This is an ongoing thing with mom and all her devices. They're always dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the breeding, you know, mentality, I just really, I love those dogs you have behind you. I would like home. Um, wish they were actually here, but um, the, I don't remember what I was saying now because I'm looking at you. Uh, Hello. <laughs> oh boy. It's going to be awkward. Oh, what I was going to say. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, the whole breeding mindset, I think, is that towards animals is very outdated. And I would almost think today it's kind of a bit strange. Um, we don't look at people that way, or I guess some people do. Um, I think that people need to put themselves more so in the shoes of animals. Um, and it's not all just about having the perfect horse or the perfect dog. And, you know, if we started to look at people like, oh, well, they're only five, he's a man, he's only five foot eight. Well, or, uh, you know, there's a history of some kind of health issue in your family or anything like that. If we started to look at people the same way some people today look at animals, I think that everybody, including those that are big into breeding animals would have a big problem with that. Yeah. I don't think people are judged necessarily on whether you are, you know, a hundred percent Italian, are you a hundred percent Scottish? Because obviously we all have different bloodlines. We all have different faults and positives, but for some reason there is still that mindset out there about you know, I have to get from the top of the line. I have to get this and that. And meanwhile, there's so many different pets that don't have a home at all. And their home is laying on a, you know, a concrete floor, probably getting the best attention that they can for that area. But that is definitely not a home. So one thing that I kind of have a pet peeve about, and I don't think I hear that so much, but I did hear it in my past and it sticks in my brain, is that when people would refer to something was well, just a dog meaning that you know well you know it's not important necessarily this or that or i wouldn't worry about it because it's just a dog or you know horses they're tough animals they can endure you know very difficult uh weather and difficult circumstances but i think that's that's totally wrong um they're not just dogs they're not just horses they feel pain they feel happiness they feel all of that they feel rejection i mean how many of us have seen those videos where um you know there's a dog in a shelter and they've been there for 300 days or just the thought of a family dropping you off at some place that you've never been and you can tell there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of noise that your family would actually do that and you'd never see them again. I mean, to me, 99% of the time, that situation um, 
is unacceptable. Uh, if you need to find a home for your pet, uh, you need to have some kind of plan in place, but just to drop it off somewhere, uh, not knowing whether they're going to be adopted, because let's face it, um, a lot of these shelters that are inundated with cats and dogs, um, they end up being um, killed. I don't know that people would consider it uh, euthanized. Some animals are euthanized, but some animals are actually just killed for space or they don't feel that they have the time to invest in them so that they can uh, be a decent family dog. So um, they're killed. They're killed for space. And I mean, that's really just kind of a ridiculously sad and sick idea. So um, yeah. You're, okay, you're well, this is a bit awkward today. <laughs> I had to step away to make sure that my little rescue puppy was okay um, because he's always getting into no good. Uh, You were saying? No, you were saying. Oh. You stepped away because... So, um, what are some solutions that we think could better the situation with shelter and rescue pets? I think one of my big ideas, which is probably controversial in most people's... Uh, minds and I think would maybe bother people which is why it probably should be discussed is that you should have to have a license to breed animals kind of like you have to have a license to have a kennel um and it should be something that is inspected like you should have to be inspected every year I think that would reduce the backyard breeding and out this way the puppy mills um because then if you're caught and you don't have a license, you know, you should have to serve some kind of either a fine or depending on how severe the situation is, something uh, more extreme than that. I really think that you should have to have a license to breed animals today. Probably true. I think one of the best things that can be done to somewhat resolve the situation, it's never going to be completely resolved because there's always irresponsible people doing irresponsible things. But I think the thing that I see as helping the most is putting air on the subject and letting people know really what does happen to unwanted pets and really what the situation is with puppy mills. Um it's nice for the animals that actually do get um, purchased. If they are purchased by a good, you know, a good person, a good family. But the sad part of it is for puppy mills is that the 
the males and the females that are forced into constant breeding really don't have a life. And a lot of them are sitting in, you know, little crates. I mean, you see people that have brought them in and they're just matted with hair. They don't know how to be around people. I mean, they're, they're really being treated like some kind of a, I don't know, it doesn't seem ethical at all. So I think the biggest thing is to put information out there, make people aware of really what goes on and maybe less people will be interested in actually buying from puppy mills. Um, so less dogs in the system, I think is a big, is a big thing. And that's by um, bringing awareness to just what happens to dogs when, when there's irresponsible, careless or greedy people. What else? Yeah, dogs, cats, horses, farm pets. I mean, I think the thing about it is, is some people, not all, but try to romanticize it. Like we're still living in, you know, 1860 when people did breed animals and they were using the animals to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, they were the animals were used for work to run the farms or whatever it is. Um, I don't think it's a romantic thing anymore. And we've got to move past that and allowing that kind of mindset, like we've said, allows other people to be irresponsible with it, obviously. So, um, yeah, I think another big thing that you, you did kind of see around holiday time, because there are portions of our country that are becoming more aware of it, whether you've actually brought in a rescue pet or not, is that animals should not be a Christmas gift, a birthday gift, or anything like that. It should only be going to somebody that really loves dogs or has the intention of being a good parent, but dogs are really not just playthings. Um, they're real heart and soul. I do believe that animals have souls. I'm not sure if everybody else does, but, um, they're not just, it's not just like a pair of shoes you can give somebody. And after, you know, after a while, it's not that exciting anymore. I'm just going to drop it off at Goodwill or something like that. So I think that's another important point to make. What do you think? Yeah. The animals should not, I mean, yeah, if you are into horseback riding and you put your horse through shows and you're working with it, but animals are not for your personal entertainment um, or to make you feel better about yourself. They, they're, they're, you know, a being with a heart and a mind and a soul and they should be looked at that way. They're not, to me, they're not second on the pyramid. They're just a different type of species. Well, and, and they're almost like children to a degree. And some people that don't like dogs probably would find that to be an offensive statement, but it's true. I mean, they really don't need a lot from you. It's not like, you know, you have to do this or that or buy them the fancy clothes. Some people do, but I mean, they just need a safe, warm home, a little bit of guidance. You obviously have to feed them. It's like you, what if you were going to have a goldfish, but they just need, they need the basics. They need, you know, guidance. They need love, things of that nature. But um, yeah, they definitely deserve that. And not all people deserve to have pets. <laughs> all of these pets deserve to have homes. But 
Not all people deserve to have pets. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Well, I was just bringing one little... Go ahead. Did you have something to add? Yeah, I was going to say, we... we uh, all of our current... Wow. Well... I guess my horse is not necessary. My horse is not a rescue. No. Um, we purchased him from somebody that had taken good care of him beforehand. But the rest of our animals right now are rescue cats, rescue dogs, a rescue pony. <laughs> um, but we recently added another rescue member to our family within the last month. We did. Right. Um, we did right around um, Christmas time. We brought in uh, a little guy that I've really never had a dog that was quite that small. So it's a little bit of like a Pandora's box. I don't know what I'm getting to, but it was a very good experience because we do have experience um, adopting from rescues where they go and pull dogs from shelters that Either they think that this is something that's going to work for them or they have the right audience or they just want to do something to help a pet. But we actually adopted a dog from a shelter, uh, which I haven't done for a long time, honestly. And it was a very nice experience. It was around the holiday time. But the thing that made me feel so good when I left was that there were people of all walks of life that were in there and looking to add to their family. So there were, I would say, you know, middle-class people that were wanting to bring them in for they had younger children. And I think there were also people that maybe would have fallen below the middle class, but realized the importance of, you know, rescuing an animal and think that they could bring, you know, the basic needs for this animal so it was very heartwarming for me to see that and um it made me feel good it made me feel good about people and um i think that the shelter itself this one which we won't say which one it was but i think they really are doing good work there um we see a lot of animals of all sizes i do think that there probably are pit bulls that need a little extra need a little extra time to find the right parent because sometimes if they're not uh, taken care of properly, there are more emotional issues. But yeah, I felt really good about it. And um, I was glad to see all different kinds of people that were wanting to add rescue pets to their home. Some of these people could have very easily um, probably bought them from a breeder, paid thousands of dollars. But for some of us, that's not where it's at. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in the not, I mean, especially in the economy that the United States is going through right now. Right. Yep. Um, for you to see the middle class and lower income public going out and rescuing an animal and wanting to help somebody, um, I think that just really says a lot about the hearts of the middle class and lower income as well um that's not to say anything against anybody's dog that is from a breeder we've had dogs that we i mean not nearly as many but 
we've had dogs um, that I grew up with that were from breeders and they're just as wonderful. I think that um, there's obviously just a overpopulated issue with rescue and shelter pets and so many of them usually before they get there are abused. So we're neglected. Um, Neglected is or neglected of abuse, I think. What was the one thing that you mentioned that I had said to you about um, the health of mixed breed dogs versus full breed dogs? Yeah, I think you said you saw an article that sometimes the mixed breed dogs, the mutts, which is essentially what we've had for most of my life, um, are healthier because they have all of these all of these different hereditary traits in them that kind of make them unique, I guess, um, which kind of, when you said that I was thinking about the mixed breed dogs that we had and full breeds, and um, we had a mixed breed pit shepherd mix that we had gotten from a shelter that lived to almost be 18 and never really had, never had any health issues other than, you know, once he got to be close to 18, I mean, his legs and everything had pretty much given out, which is natural of getting older, but, um, for a period of time when we had him as, when he was a baby, we had a full breed dog who did not live very long, um, unfortunately, and really went through a tough time. So when you said that, I thought about the two of them and like, oh yeah, I think I, we've kind of experienced that. Um, I think that I was also, it was, um, wow. Was Kelsey a full from a breeder? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had a, a puppy when I was very young. Um, I don't really remember her, but we have pictures that she ended up having um, some issues where she did not have a long life. So um, that was a, an interesting thing to think about. Well, and I think you actually have decided to look into the DNA of your yeah. pup. And I think that'll be interesting to see because you can get the the DNA, which talks about their health. But if you think about it, like pugs or maybe bulldogs, certain breeds have trouble with nasal issues or things of that nature. But if you mix it, that breed with another type of animal, which, you know, I'm not for all of these mixings. I don't no. think people should intentionally be doing them. So I'm not saying that, but. You could see where maybe if they had a different gene in there that was not full bred pug, that maybe they would not have the same health issues. So it'll be interesting to see um, DNA results and if we can pull any of those dots together to see if that seems to make even more sense to us in the next couple of weeks. Yes, I'm very excited. I thought I had gotten a beautiful little pit puppy, uh, knowing that he was mixed with something, but he is such an interesting looking guy. Um, he's very beautiful and his looks kind of just continue to evolve. And, um, I saw that someone did this with one of their rescues because they're, they had a little pit rescue that had a neurological disorder. So I guess he wanted to look into further as to what she was mixed with and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yes, I'm very excited about that.
All right. So one very important thing that we have to include in this podcast is, is what can you do or what can we do? If you're not prepared to bring any pet in your home or you just don't want to have pets, but you don't like to see the fact that they are just too many animals are being um, killed or living in very difficult circumstances. What can, what can any of us do to help? So I have some. Do you have one that you want to share first, though? What can they do? Obviously, you can support local your local shelters um, that uh, are sponsored by your local. I mean, shelters, humane societies are run by your local government, right? Or how how does that work? Well, no, they're run by charity, but they do get certain allocations from the state. So. Um, rescues outside of that do not yeah. get i don't think they get any of that so that's i think it's total contributions and charity for the other rescues but some of them do get state state money which is important and i think honestly with some of these cities that have just a crazy amount of dogs and a crazy amount of dogs that aren't being taken care of they're living on the streets i really do think the state should be kicking in some more money and trying to educate um, different areas and educate people about not bringing so many dogs into the society. Okay, so support them with money, support them with donations. Uh, the other thing that people that run rescues always say is like, get your animals fixed. Mm -hmm. Like, don't mess around. And um, I don't think they'll let you... Um, actually adopt the dog until they are for some reason there is an animal that finds itself in there that has yeah. not been spayed or saying for people that have pets oh. in general you know make sure your dogs are your right. cat or your horses or whatever are Be responsible not procreate yeah um something easy that you can do with social media is is you can just share um, dogs that are looking for homes or you can share the information about rescues. Most of these rescues are 401c3, which means it's all charitable and um, your donations are tax deductible. So if you feel like you wanted to put some money onto one of these horse rescues, they're going in there to try to bring some of these um donkeys maybe or horses there's all kinds of equines that they go in there and try and rescue and you want to get them out of the slaughter pipeline any of those donations that you give to one of those type um rescues is tax deductible so that um another thing that i think that um people can do which is pretty easy and i found out about this years years ago if you're an amazon person and you buy a significant amount of purchases from Amazon. They do have a, um, it's a part of Amazon called Amazon Smile where you can donate a percentage of your purchases towards a charity that you like. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be an animal, but you can pick an animal charity. And once you have purchased so much, they'll take a portion of that and they'll donate it to a charity that's on their list. I've I've done that for a couple of years and, you know, even if it only ends up being $15 or something over a period of months, I mean, that's really something because I don't think people realize even just that these um, 
rescues that maybe even do get a lot of donations, they need like lots of paper towels. They always saying, hey, we need paper towels and things. So they really do need a lot of resources. That's something easy that you can do. Share information and donate through Amazon. Share information. Um, and just, I think the thing that really needs to change is people's mindsets towards animals. I think that's the kicker is that we, people need to have more hearts and not make it just all about them. Yeah. People if you don't want to have animals in your life, by all means, that's, that's totally fine, but don't be irresponsible and bring an animal into your life. If, if it's not right for you, because um, you know, these dogs are terrified when they get dumped at a site, or if you see them sitting on the side of the road, it's just, it's just really an unfair circumstance that we have, as people have pretty much put them in that situation. So I think we can make a turn. I think there are turns um, going on in society, but um, it's very important to Lily and I that we spread that message to look out for shelter dogs, consider rescuing one from a shelter or a rescue and make the world better. And if you are somebody that wants to have a, a pet, um, Make sure you're in it for the long run and that you're committed to taking care of the animal. And if there's a situation where you cannot take care of the animal anymore, be responsible. And like mom said, they're not presents. They're not a toy. It's not something to personally entertain you with. It is something for you to love and take care of. But um, it's a lifelong, you know, commitment. Yeah, and for horses, it can be over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, lots of commitment there. So the big message is adopt, don't shop. Please consider uh, bringing an animal home from a rescue or shelter or donating or sharing information. Any of those things make a big difference. Okay, now what puppy would you pick that's behind you? Move over so everybody can see it. Okay, I know. I definitely one. think it would be one of the brindle ones. So any yeah, of those. I like the other guy. You like the guy with Both. the He's cute. <laughs> what a muzzle. All right. Well, I think that's about it for now. More on the rescues probably later. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Mom and Me Primetime. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So until then...